Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Temple of Who Podcast. I'm your co-host, Coach Mabels, a.k.a. J. Mapes. Kings, what is going on? Lot to get down to. <laughs> uh, uh, what a what a what a weekend, man! Yeah, always gambling correspondent, tap room sports CEO, COO, board of representatives. Jordan Lats, what's going on? The man who does it all was good. Man, busy, busy, busy weekend and week ahead in the gambling industry. Right. Obviously, y'all know where we start. Let's hop right into it, fellas. The Kyrie Domino. Dropped Dallas surprisingly ends up the victor of the Kyrie sweepstakes trading Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney Swift, Smith, a first round pick, multiple second round picks. The Mavericks uh, sent a 2029 unprotected first round pick, 2027 second round pick, and a 2029 second round pick. And then Brooklyn is also sending Markeith Morris back to Dallas on a small footnote. So it's Markeith Morris and Kyrie to Dallas. And then okay. and then uh those three guys and those picks to Brooklyn. Um this came together kind of quickly because the going through the whole storyline real, real quick, Brooklyn did not give Kyrie the full max he was seeking upon their uh, negotiations. Kyrie at that point then requested a trade. Uh, his preferred destination was the Lakers, as reported. The reports after the trade came out that Joe Sy was determined to not send him to L.A. He That was just one of the main goals of the trade. That's how it went down. And Phoenix, right? Because those were like the two places you wanted to go, supposedly? Yeah, well, I, the, what I read was the, everybody said Sy was like just not the Lakers. And that was just his from up top and from an ownership standpoint, telling Marks he's not going to L.A. I believe the Laker offer – the what they wanted from the Lakers was so ridiculous that you know I think Blinka had to say no, even though if he said yes, I feel like the Lakers could have made it work if he said yes to that. In my opinion, we'll get into that later. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but just what are you guys' initial thoughts on the trade uh, from both ends? The Nets obviously their end goal and what they were talking about, they wanted to try to maximize at least this year with KD, show him that he doesn't need to ask out in the summer. That's what everybody feels like this is heading towards. He's going to be next. So they got a bunch of players that seem like they will fit with him. Dorian Finney-Smith, good role player. Dinwiddie was having a a pretty good year alongside Luka. He goes. So just what are you guys' initial thoughts about the trade? Kings, I'll start with you just from the Brooklyn and and the Mavericks' point of view. I mean, for Brooklyn's point of view, you got to get – like 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 you said, they they don't control their picks. Um, the twenty twenty nine pick, you know, it's kind of like 
the same situation in the Lakers. You don't know how the Mavericks are going to be by the end of the decade. So that could be a lottery pick, as, as somebody said. Um, the key with the key was they, they had to also remain competitive, like you said. They had to finish out the year, their playoff team. They wanted at least give it an opportunity to keep KD on board. Um the the uh the, I think you know initially we look at it, people are like, oh, why would you not take the Lakers trade? I, I initially thought about too until somebody brought up a good point. Um they're trying to win now. And if you're looking at the picks, uh you they don't want to take Westbrook contract. <laughs> Simple point blank. They're not going to take his contract. So you had to get a third team. The Spurs probably be a third team. You send your first and Westbrook to the Spurs. But then you then you have to compare it. Uh, I think uh, Ralph Mason made a good point. Do you take Paul, uh, Poitel and Jay Rich, or do you take Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith? If you're the if you're the if you're the uh, Nets, because obviously the 2029 20, picks both have a chance of being in the lottery from either the Lakers or the Mavericks. So it really comes down to because it's going to be it's really going to come down to uh you know do you take Dorian Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie, or do you take Poitel and Jay Rich? And if you look at it like that, it makes sense why you have to go with uh, the Mavericks package, especially because they also have second rounders added to it um, right. because you're not taking rest breaks contract. Like that's just bottom line. You're not taking rest. So if it's just rest and two first, it's not going to get enough. But if you obviously if you add Max Christie, if you add Austin Reeves, now you start up in the ante because those are desirable guys from other teams that you could get more from that Brooklyn could have reflipped, which is why they're like, okay, if you do give us that, then we'll actually consider because now we can actually construct something, right? If you just give, if you give us those guys, you send us rest. That's like okay, we can actually construct something from this. You know, we can actually actually get their team and get some real pieces that would make it better than Dallas. But you know, obviously the Lakers weren't going to really do that. So from that standpoint, the the, the Nets kind of did the best that they could. Honestly, uh, I don't hate it the way I think people did uh, initially after thinking about it. But um, from the Maverick standpoint. Not much to lose. I mean, um, obviously you give the 2029 pick, but you're not thinking that far because you have Luca. Right. Um, you, you give it the second rounders, but it, it, it comes down to um to this. I mean, if even even in the case that Kyrie leaves, you opened up cap space. Uh Mavericks were one of those teams that were in cap hell. And a lot of people say, ah, what's the avenue to get better? But now you just created that avenue, right? To get better. And not only did you create an avenue to get better, but you gave yourself an opportunity to get a guy that you were looking to get to pair Luca with, right? That second star, that second offensive creator that, you know, is going to help Luca and take pressure off him, take the burden off him. Mm-hmm. A lot of people talk about, you know, what happens defensively. Uh, they, I mean, like how many, how, I, I told somebody, you know, now I would never used to be this guy, but with how things have gone now, I mean, how many teams are playing that type of defense, right? Seems like most of them are actually are in the Eastern Conference. We look at the Western Conference. It's 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 a conference that there's not really any real type of defensive stoppers that's gonna threaten you from getting to the uh, to the finals, right? Because I tweeted, "Oh, Luca is gonna go to his first finals." I I didn't assume it was just gonna be this year, but you know, between this year and next year, I thought Luca has a great chance because if you're looking at the Western Conference, who's able to stop that? I mean, it's, it's really going to be a shootout in the Western Conference. Not many people are getting stops in the Western Conference. We already know the history Luca had with the Clippers. He almost sent them home with, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. being his second best guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, you know, I mean, it's not like he can't go toe to toe with the Clippers. And if you add Kyrie, it's a whole different ball game. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's they have a real good shot. I think they're a dark horse, in my opinion. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, but I, I think they have a good shot. I, I look at the Western Conference, I'm like, who can they not beat? Like, honestly, like I'm just looking at the Western Conference, like, who can they not beat in the Western Conference? Other than a full healthy, you know, fully locked in Golden State, but are they that team anymore? We, we, you know, we'll see. But it's like, other than that, who like Memphis, bro? Who knows who? Where like where's Jaws mentality at? First of all, you know, what I mean, we don't even, we don't even, we, we that's <laughs> where's Jaws mentality? First of all, you know, the Nuggets don't play any defense themselves. Kings, okay, seriously, I love my T Wolves, but I don't even know how Cat and Rudy Gobert gonna look like. You know, what I'm saying we talked about the Clippers, we know the history with them and Luca. It's like, you know, what I mean, you start looking around, it's like, you know, what I mean, it's like, come on, like it, to me, it's a logical thing to say the 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 Mavs can get to the get to a finals from the Western Conference. Wow, more more Nuggets hate, man. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not, just, I'm not. I'm messing. With, I'm messing with you, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, if people are saying, how did the, how did the, how did the Mavericks defend? How did the Nuggets defend? Like they're relying on two. They're relying on two guys to stop people in their starting lineup. Well, they, you know they they don't they don't the thing they they don't close a porter if you watch. So they 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 go, they go with Brown and AG and KCP, which I think yeah. is a smart thing to do. Malone's a good. That's, that is a smart thing to do. Okay. Um, Jordan, your thoughts on the trade for both ends? I mean, I think there's a lot to unpack in, in this whole thing. And the first thing was like when it when Kyrie first announced a trade, I was like, all right, well, you know, if the if the Nets want to like build the for their future, they're gonna go with more draft picks, right? Or are they going to try to win now and maximize whatever they have left of, of KD, right? Well, this trade I don't think did either of those things. You know, Dinwiddie and, and uh, Finney Smith, they might, they're okay, but if this offer from the Suns was on the table with CP3 and Jay Crowder and first round picks, I mean, that is by far the best trade that can keep you competitive now. And I know you don't like Chris Paul. No, but- no, 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 no. I've always acknowledged Chris Paul. At this age of, uh, Dinwiddie's a better player right now than Chris Paul, in my opinion. I, I can't, I can't give you that in 2023, man. Right now, I think Dinwiddie's a better player than Chris Paul. But I, I get the logic, though. I get the logic, though. I don't know because Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, in my opinion, are gonna give you the same kind of production. Uh in my opinion. And Chris Paul is is more proven. Right. So That's true. He's more proven, yeah. And first round picks. Right. But, we're how, many picks, how many picks were the Suns giving them though? I I I wasn't aware of that. It just says first round picks, plural. It doesn't say like the amount. I I, th- I think I think for the I think for the Nets their thought process was the 2029 could actually be a lottery pick. It was kind of the it was the allure of the Lakers where it's like you don't know or you don't anticipate Luca being there 2029 just like you anticipate the Lakers being awful. So I yeah. I think that's what hurts the Suns is that everybody knows regardless of if you know CP3 is there or not the Suns are too good for the picks to be that good. I think that works is what works against the Suns. I mean, the Suns are terrible this year, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are, they are. But that's because Booker's been hurt. I yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's like they they had to choose a path, right? And right. I think they chose a a questionable path that at the end of the day, in the East, you know, it's not going. This definitely doesn't put them anywhere near the top of the East, and Katie's going to have to carry a massive load. Now, I do like the addition of Dorian Finney-Smith. It is going to help them defensively. But when you have Finney Smith and Ben Simmons on the court, 
I mean, this could get nasty, but maybe the Nets turn around and use some of that draft capital to move Ben Simmons. That's not. That's what I was. I was just going to get to that. That's a great point. I was just getting to that. So that's that could get interesting, right? But who's going to take on Ben Simmons? If I'm not getting a bunch of picks, I'm not taking on Ben Simmons. I think that's what the they yeah. like. Just reroute those picks to get off uh, Ben Simmons. KD, right? They're going to have to do that if that's their intention is to keep KD. But then we go back to the position. Like, who's going to take Ben Simmons with draft picks? Yeah, I mean, you got to – I think Simmons becomes easier to trade next year when the the end of the contract is not so far (laughs) down the road. She just kind of – might be kind of stuck now unless you put an insane amount of draft capital, um, which at which point you're kind of mortgaging your future. So I think they got to be, you know, that's something you got to think about. But if you want to keep KD, man, it's just something you got. You got to have to get off Simmons. I mean, he's been absolutely uh, ridiculous. I, I don't want to accuse anybody of taking an injury, but uh, that man yeah. complained about uh, bad knee soreness and the MRI coming back completely clean, bro. That's all bad, dude. That's just that's just it's just not a good look, man. <laughs> not at all. And that's the problem is like the Nets have to try to get rid of him now to entice KD, or else he's going to ask out at the summer because they're going to be a first right. round at this point. Right. I mean, you know? I think that's what is headed toward, unless he, you know, he's phenomenal. Um, I do think they have a little bit like Yuta's uh, playing well. Uh, they they gotta they gotta just start letting Cam Thomas play through his mistakes, man. But with, yeah. with the offense going to go going to go through some struggles now. With Kyrie gone, they got to just let Cam Thomas. He had 44 the other night. Yeah, He's but been a spot player for them. I think Vaughn's going to have to let him go a little bit. He was coming off a five for 19 game against his son. I, I said, you're going you're to have to let him rot because without Kyrie, the offense is going to suffer. He needs yeah, to true. Probably your only other guy that can create outside of KD on that team now. Well, right. Dinwiddie can. Well, Din- Dinwiddie. So, I mean, that'll be – it'll be interesting to watch. But I think definitely they're not – I thought they were approaching, if everybody was locked in, they were – not there. that far from the Boston, Philly, Milwaukee tier, but now they've clearly um, taken a step back in my a step back to the middle, more middle of the pack than Cleveland. Hundred percent. They've they've gone from twelve hundred to twenty seven hundred plus twenty seven hundred to win the title. The Nets have so I mean they've taken <laughs> a massive step back, but at the same time it's like the the Mavs get Kyrie and they only go up to what is it plus. Uh, Plus fourteen hundred, plus twelve hundred, depending on where you get it. They were at plus sixteen hundred, so sixteen to one. So not a huge. Uh, the market isn't in love with Kyrie, but I agree with Kings in the fact that like the West is wide open, and nobody in the West really is locked down defensively. And Jason, we were talking before we went on. I was like, if the if the Clippers had a point guard, I would feel a lot more confident about them. But we saw against the Bucks in the fourth quarter. Obviously, you know Giannis went ham, but. The Bucks, I mean, the, the Clippers could not get any sort of offense. They couldn't get into offense because they didn't have a point guard, and it killed them in that game. Well, yeah. I just think to the to the bigger point of what you're, you and Kings are saying, I think every team is flawed. Oh, for sure. So that's, I mean, you know, probably the best roster, but like King said, I mean, they're, they're just in a total downward spiral, dude. Like, who knows what what is going on with that team, dude? Yeah, so it'll be like it'll be the I think it'll be about which star player you know catches fire, obviously, and then the biggest thing, you know, who's healthy in 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 May. That's huge. I think those will be the the big fact. The health thing is a 
a humongous issue. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but you know, Steph going down for three, two or three weeks at this point is just massive. Four losses separating fourth place and in twelfth. It's just that that that's a tough loss to to try to take right now. With my luck, they're gonna lose out and then they're gonna be like the twelfth odds to get the number one pick and they're gonna end up with one mini and I'll have to deal with another decade of Warriors. <laughs> um that would be funny. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Moving on to the the flip side. So in this, the, the Lakers lost out. They they were rumored to be in heavily on Kyrie. You got to talk about about that angle of it. You saw LeBron's tweet, <laughs> the maybe it's me tweet. We don't know what that was related to. Just funny considering the timing. Man, uh, I I gotta ask you, Kings. Just where do the Lakers go from here? Because that that's a tough L when you were that close to to landing Kyrie and potentially altering your season. And then, you know, you, you get you get, you know, take that L to another team in the conference, I think is a tough part. Another team scrapping for those that in that same window of wins and losses, uh, to get a player like that, it hurts even more. Where do the Lakers go from here? They gotta um I think they gotta look to either Utah or Toronto. I like those two the best. Um Utah, I really like Conley. Beasley and and Vando, I I, I saw v, Vando and Beasley on the Wolves. They were two of the more loved role players from my end when I when I last year they made last year really fun. Beasley can really get hot from three, space the floor in my opinion. Uh, Vando very active on the glass, help side, weak side blocking, big athletic can guard uh, on the wing that wing defender that they desperately need. He can be that. Um, like Troy Brown. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't don't need Troy Brown on any type of elite wings, though. So Vando can give that. And Conley, you know, a lot of people make a lot of noise about Conley being old and whatnot, but he's still a high level playmaker. Shoot, I mean, shooting 40%, 40% from three on high volume. I get, you know, he has defensive, you know, liabilities at this older age being small, but um, you put him in limited minutes, you know what I'm saying? Um, he can be very, very uh, effective as a playmaker, off-ball shooter, spacer for for the other guys. So I mean, Conley's just uh, is, is a is a plus. I mean, he's not a plus on that contract for most teams. But <laughs> for the Lakers, in the what they need, he's definitely a plus for what they would need, especially coming off Westbrook. You you with I mean, you come off Westbrook, you replace his playmaking with with Conley, and you get. 
better floor spacing, you know what I'm saying, and, and three-point shooting at the same time. So uh, that's a good deal. But I think the best uh, – and I've been thinking about this. I don't know how Toronto feels. I mean, I think Gary Trey Jr.'s uh, stock is in the bottom right now. They talk about second-round picks for him. That, uh, you know, two high-level special round picks, and the Lakers have those in the, with one of those with the Wizards. I was thinking about, man, if you're the Lakers, Russ, you know, uh, Russ, Lonnie, Christie, Reeves, two first, the swap, <laughs> and just ask them for OG, Trent, and and Fred Van Fleet to take, their, take all their deals off them. You know what I mean? Like, you just throw every pick possible, you know, all your young players possible, you get OG for the future. Future you get Gary Trent with the seconds. The seconds of Lord Gary Trent. You get your young guys. Your first for OG. You know you go in some other pick swaps and Russ as a filler for Fred Van Fleet, so they can get something off it for him because you know a lot of people don't want to take on his contract and pay him. I mean, you have a chance there. I mean, you'd have to go all in if you traded with the Raptors because Masai really wants a haul for trading anybody. Um, but I think at least with the Raptors, it makes sense going all in. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider any other team going all in with at this point. Yeah, the t- the tough part about this is, in principle, I agree with you. Those are the teams that should be negotiating with. It's just like just, especially in recent history, Masai and Danny Ainge are notoriously tough negotiators. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to just have a fair deal. They want to swindle you in yeah. all the deals they do. That's the that's the yeah. that's the hill, and you come back to do you trust Palenka to <laughs> at that table with those two guys to not get completely you know thrown thrown up against thrown, thrown up against the wall and that you know what, I'll give Palenka his credit he hasn't folded since the rush trade I mean I think he got pressured into the rush deal from a lot of you know external factors but I think I mean he hasn't been that good in terms of hitting on certain things. But I will say he has he has been okay in not getting like uh you know swindled or or baited into making a horrible thing just to you know what I mean I told I, I don't think I trust I think I don't think I I expect Polinka to get swindled. It's just as Masai and Danny Age in good faith enough to, you know, right. take, to take the to, to take something with what we've been reported as Mark Valmi the thing with, with OG, people are saying that he's He's uh worth what's his market three first round picks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's came down. Um, I'm my logic is if you give them two first round picks, that could be expected to be lottery, you know, unprotected. That could be enticing. Uh, we already heard about Gary Trent, so you can add the seconds for him. Fran Van Fleet, I don't know what his market's like. I don't think anybody's trying to come up with anything for him, especially with the money he wants. But if you can throw in Max and Reeves, who are young guys, for that. You know, get you can really get creative with the Lakers, give them the rest of the picks and give them something. But again, you have you would have to go all in. Would he take it? I don't know. Um, I think at this point, Utah is the most doable based off what we've heard. Yeah, I think the hurdle with the OG thing is the Knicks have been reportedly willing to pay whatever. It may have a, a couple of young players that are Absolutely. nice as well with addition to, to picks. So I think that's the and, hurdle for the Lakers. And if you have the Pelicans too, you know if the if the Raptors want to wait till the offseason and there's a KD sweepstakes, if the Pelicans don't get into that, you know OG is definitely a target for them, right? So right. and they have 
they have a whole bunch of assets that nobody's trumping. So I absolutely agree. I think when it comes to OG, Masai is definitely willing to wait on that aspect. So it really comes down to Fred Van Fleet and Gary Trent. And I think at that point, you know, a lot of people are think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, those are Fred Van Fleet and Gary Trent don't move the needle enough for me to start giving away assets because you still have a horrible flaw in that you don't have a wing defender. With Kyrie, it was okay because that's Kyrie. You know what I mean? That's Kyrie Irving. Right. That's a that's a bona fide a Hall of Famer, one of the best times we've ever seen. You can risk that with Kyrie Irving. I'm not risking that for Gary Trent Jr. And Fred <laughs> right? I'm not doing that. Just cold call up Utah, get Vando who fills a role, Conley fills some roles, Beasley fills a role, and then and go from there. And it's a lot cheaper in terms of asset wise. Rather have Gary Trent Jr. than than Fred Van Flee. I mean, Gary Trent Jr. is shooting almost 40% from three which is obviously a, a need for the Lakers, right? But like you said, I am i don't think Gary Trent Jr. is moving the needle enough to trade a first-round pick, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's where the trouble comes in. I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I, honestly, I don't think they're making a deal before the deadline. I think they're sitting pat. Um, <laughs> hey, Jordan, the, the, the rumor is now, the word on the street is from Chris Haynes, the only thing that he expects to see is Cam Reddish deal. So that's that's what he that's the only thing, and he even thinks he they're not going to get that done. So yeah, I I think that the Lakers this is the Lakers team that's going to be, and it's a you know it's a huge miss, but you know if you look at it from the from the perspective of the entire NBA, you know the Nets are over here like holding themselves hostage. Basically, they're they're tying their hands behind their back, similar to what Greg Popovich did in in San Antonio. Right, he took a worse deal because he didn't want to trade to the Lakers. For, for Kawhi Leonard. And now he does the same thing with the Lakers, uh, at least from a, a future perspective, getting those two first-round picks and so forth. Um, so, you know, how does this uh, help their future negotiations? Plus, they're out here leaking all these deals that everybody's giving them. Like, who's going to want to work with them in the future, right? So I think they hurt themselves there. But I think the Lakers, this is a team they're going to have, unfortunately. Uh, they should trade LeBron to the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> It let him win, let him win one more title before he retires. I, right? because I mean, at the end of the day, like you know, this probably you know LeBron might ask out now at the in the summer, right? And if yeah. he AD's gone, there's uh, yeah, yeah. Signing. So then, where are you as a, as an organization? Right, you're waiting till 2027 when you have your first round pick left. Well, the Lakers they they have to because. You know, the pick swap with New Orleans is the big thing because this is a stacked draft. They forget. New Orleans has a choice in addition to outright having the swap at this point. They get the they get the Lakers pick no swap in 24 or 25. So there's a possibility that you don't have a first round pick at all. Either because that's the that's the swap choice that they have. Yeah. 24 or 25. So I mean it, it's it's a possibility you won't have any real draft capital. So I think unless you plan to just be mids or terrible and wait it out, then this is what you're dealing with. And but I don't think there's anybody on the market like just because you you have the this draft capital and you and you don't want to lose it, like it doesn't make any sense to go out there and trade it for a Mike Conley, right? Or a, a Gary Trent Jr. just because you have to or I mean you don't have to just because it's the only move available. That's right. I mean me I'm about to say me and Kings were on this train in the summer. I think we said it various times over the season we're reviewing the Lakers is why aren't Miles Turner and Buddy Buddy Hill Lakers? Um, there's no chance now because Miles. I know Turner. they're all, the, the Miles signed yeah. extension, but I'm talking about in July, August, September. 
Like you make that trade, then you can't, those guys have a training camp. The team's infinitely better. It's just you have a a, a lead shooter. Buddy Hill leads the NBA in threes made. It also changes your approach in free agency in terms of who you exactly. sign and commit a PT to and who you use your MLE on and on all those type of things. It's like it just changes your approach. I mean, it's what just, happens when, when Kurt Rambis runs your front office, dude? Well, my yeah. thing is, my, my thing is, and um, I think that that three star model they're trying to run with is, is outdated. Yeah. You have to have like depth you got, yeah, that's not that's what I think. You gotta have depth with the amount of games guys miss. It's funny though, is because it's like they didn't win with the three star miles. I don't know why they're chasing. <laughs> that, that's very <laughs> true. They didn't win a title that way. They literally had to go depth because Kawhi burned them and they won the title. And every other team has gone depth since then, and yet they're still trying to chase something that they didn't win with. I don't it's, it's, and this and this is why I said what I said when I said my tweet. I said the late. I'm sorry, Laker fans, but you're not winning until she sells. It's not. It's not. <laughs> the fact, it's not the fact that they can't get stars. I told. I was telling Floss. I was like, you're gonna get a young star. Who's gonna come to Hollywood? It's a Lakers brand. You're gonna get stars, bro. Like it's it's accepted. Lakers will always find a way to get stars. My problem is. They couldn't build a competent team around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I don't have confidence in building any competent team around anybody. Yeah. It's just that simple. If you can't build anything good around LeBron James and Anthony Davis, how can I have confidence that you build a good team around anybody? You, you, you can't have any confidence in that. That's the problem. Because they're showing you even if they get the stars, they don't know what to do with them. So <laughs> I don't know how you can look at that and feel confident going forward. Like I, I wouldn't, I, I really wouldn't. And I mean, I get it. you're a fan. You, you have to, because you know, you're investing in the team. You've seen your team win many championships over your lifetime. You, you know what I mean? Even when the people said in the tens, you were in the dog days, it's over. LeBron comes, AD comes, you win another chip. So I get, it. you know, you, you always think you're going to find a way out, but uh, you know, well, they call Lake, Laker exceptionalism, like your exceptionalism, you know, you know, uh, eventually, it, sometimes you know, empires fall. The mighty, fall, the mighty has fallen. Uh, the fat lady sings, and I think she might be up next well, for the, the late. Here's the I, thing: I, is I, so, 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 I, I, 80s and 90s, right? Jerry West, Jerry Bus, even the early 2000s, Jerry West, Jerry Bus, and then you had to come. Who was at LeBron's doorstep at midnight free agency? Magic Johnson. That's what I'm saying. So now. It's Palenka and Genie. That's who's closer for you. Kurt, Kurt Rambis. I'm, I'm not even sure they're going to get another star, to be honest, bro. They don't have a closer. They don't have yeah, a closer. It, it's the Lakers, man. They'll... Okay, you say that, but until LeBron decided he wanted to go there ahead of time, who were they bringing in? Nobody. And, and a big part of him going there and a big part of Kawhi even entertaining them was Magic Johnson. That's a fact. That's what I'm saying. The thing is, you did. It's you not that it's, it's 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 not that you know you ran Magic out or Magic said himself. I'm not a day to day guy. Thing is, you need guys like Magic to close deals. They don't have that. You know, for the mega stars. Yeah, for the mega stars. Crazy. You know what's crazy? Um, you know, R.I.P. Kobe. But how much would be different if Kobe was still alive? Mm, that's a big point. Kobe was tweeting trade on everybody when he was <laughs> before, before all that. 
trade everybody. That was always his 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 mentality. But I mean, he would have been a close like they could have brought him in to be that guy. Like come play for the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like yeah, man. But uh, it's man. Obviously, that ship has sailed. But crazy. So I, I'm the off season is going to be if they don't turn this ship around, which is 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 rough. We'll get into Darvin Ham here next as far as what what role he's played in this season. But, you know, the schedule isn't – the schedule going to the All-Star break isn't easy. A little easier now that Steph Curry's out for those Warrior games that they have around the All-Star break and going into the All-Star break. But, man, they they got to find a way to get into that 10 and give themselves a shot. If they miss the playoffs again, LeBron will look at his whole body of work. That one champion the, – the one championship, obviously – losing the first round of Phoenix and then not making the playoffs two years in a row, he will seriously really reevaluate the end of his career. Yep. If they don't the make it. Sure. The last scout. Trade me. So, and, 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 it, and it's and it's like and there's some teams ready to call for him, fellas. There is for sure. Ready to go. I know one thing. If 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 Brooklyn is serious, it better not be around no damn Ben Simmons. I'll tell you that much. You gotta find somebody <laughs> else to move out this way. <laughs> hey, that's what's gonna happen too. I saw that, I saw that downstairs pause put on the timeline. Sorry. It better be first round picks in perpetuity. If this mid sentence, I said I want the right. I want the right to swap the any ten first round picks that we want to at any time in our future. If we take a mid sentence from LeBron James, that's what I would say. It's a be a, it'd be a deal that's never been done before. I want 10 first round picks in perpetuity. I have the right to swap your pick anytime I want to for the rest of your existence. Crazy. I, I wish we wish we did this show like eight years ago because Jason was singing a whole different tune about Ben Simmons. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He fooled a lot of people. He fooled a lot of people. Dude, dude, he did. I mean, he has all the talent. He has he has Every physical attribute, dude. He's just not a well. The thing is, defensive attributes have deteriorated because his back. So he's not even the same athlete, and that's now that he that he's not skilled at all. You can see this, and then the, then on top of all that, he's has a mental block as far as playing basketball. So it was just a cluster of of things wrong. Um, staying with the Lakers, let's move on the court here. Darvin Ham has been the subject of a lot of conversation as far as what he's dealing with. Um, let's let's get into this. Uh, a lot of it came to the rear. Lakers were up 10 on the Pelicans uh, on Saturday. Pelicans come back. A lot of it, uh, Ingram went off. Ham electing to go with Troy Brown and Pat Beverly as the main defenders. Ingram pretty much had his way with Troy Brown. Bev didn't do anything but foul him all night and put him on the free throw line. Uh, a lot of people were calling for Max Christie to play. I thought, which I thought was a good call. The other thing is, with, with the biggest thing I saw, like Ham will play Westbrook on his two for seventeen games, and then the Pelicans actually could not guard him Saturday, and he <laughs> he opted not to finish with them. You even heard Mark Jackson on the telecast talk about they got one creator in the game. And they're struggling to score down the stretch. What they were, it was offense was a chore in that fourth quarter. And Westbrook was on the bench after playing a a, a pretty steady game, in my opinion. Um, just Kings, I saw you say some things about the growing tired of the three guard lineup. It's worked once this season. That's it. Ironically, it's worked once, which is funny. It's worked once all season. 
What are your thoughts on Darvin Ham at this point in the season as we approach the All Star break? You know, I gave him a lot of, gave him a lot of leeway. I gave him a lot of. Uh, it's a starting. Yeah, and I gave him a <laughs> lot of, uh, you know, just, just, just you know, cushion because I understand bad predicament. You know, didn't have a good roster, first year head coach, all that. You know, I get it, I get it. But I mean, you're playing a guy who's six nine. You're fighting for <laughs> playoff lives. <laughs> And you insist on putting six one guards on. I, I look, look, look. I get it. Rui not that good defensively. Troy Brown was getting his butt worked off, but you have to give somebody like who's gonna at least be able to block your vision. You didn't even try Christie. Yeah, <laughs> he made me slow by me. He's he has he has length. Like make it hard. It's not hard when somebody is six nine long, being guarded by a six one person. They can literally just shoot over. Yeah. Like it's, like it's just I don't. And and six one is being generous, mind you. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I just don't understand. Like I really just don't understand. Like and like you said, all the times we want you to bench Russ when he's out of control. It's like oh I trust him. Then when Russ is actually positive in terms of creating offense, creating chances. I don't want to play him like, bro, there's no time, there's no time for that type of thinking. Like, I, I just, you can't do basic stuff like that. Like, I, I have very little patience for you being a, a good coach. Because, you know, you know, I watched the Wolves. Finch was, uh, Finch has his issues, but, you know, he's a coach who's always willing to experiment. He's a coach who's always willing to th- run the light, the you know, various lineups and sets that's going to give his team the best opportunity, even despite the deficiencies in IQ of the players Some sometimes or despite deficiencies in terms of size. You know what I mean? In terms of our rim protection, we were always having great defensive coverages that gave us a chance, great offensive uh, sets that maximize our guys. You know, I just I, – I don't see that with him, bro. I, I, other than the fact that he gets them to play hard and he has two superstars that can help make guys better, I just don't see him – you know, doing things that enhances everybody because he's just too, it's just too much bonehead decisions. Like it's that should just not be getting made. Like why wait till you're down six to call a timeout? You, you couldn't call the timeout when they tied the game. You know what I'm saying? Like why wait till you're down six to call the timeout? Right? It's just I don't know. I I, I really don't. Uh, before I chime in, Jordan Darvin was on the your Bucks staff before he was the Lakers head coach. So what do you what, what do you see from kind of afar? Yeah, I think we've like talked about this before, but you know when he his role on the Bucks staff was he was like the players coach, right? So like he was the guy that like connected with the players as a former player. You know, Giannis has spoken about it numerous times. Last year when Bud was out with COVID for like a week, the Bucks were like 0 and 4 when he was the coach. And a lot of it had to do with, with the lineups he was throwing out there, too. He was putting, like, crazy lineups out there. So I was already hesitant about how he would be as a head coach. Now, Taylor Jenkins is a brilliant basketball mind. That's why he succeeds. That's why he's he, he succeeded. Now, he's obviously not as good with the players as we're seeing now, uh, you know, controlling <laughs> egos and, and such. So, you know, that's another topic. But if you look at Bud's staffs over the years, you know, Quinn Snyder, um, uh, Kenny Atkinson. I mean, he has like a lot of different 
personalities on his bench that that are like mesh well together as a as a staff, right? But I think Darwin as a tactician, as a like a scheme oriented type guy, I think he he struggles there. Like he's a good players type coach, which succeeds, right? But maybe he needs to build a staff around him that's going to help him better make decisions with lineups um and 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 how to go about the the game flow right so i i I, it's one year dude you can't really give up on the guy after one year because he could really adjust and you know it's unfortunate because if he fails here will he ever get another opportunity you know probably not or at least not for a while so i want the guy to succeed it was nice having him in milwaukee players loved him the Lakers players seem to love him too. They do. They do. Yeah, I think the one thing I do, they they do play hard for him. I think and watching this year and last year, man, thinking they they just they gave up on Vogel at the end, unfortunately. You know, they just they they, they tuned him out completely. Um I think the rotation stuff is valid. How much of that is tied to the front office? Remains to be seen. I'll give you the example of the Pelicans last year. Um, they continue to play Devontae Graham more minutes to Alvarado just based off the money one was making, despite one being super more more effective. I know Bev's at, what, 13 mil, Kings? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much that, that that's a factor in the things. Um, I think that the roster he's been dealt with is not great for an inexperienced coach. Yeah, so I think right. so I think that is contributing to a lot of the issues. Having that, a LeBron James should that we see. Having a LeBron James should kind of help weigh that out. You know what I mean? Because LeBron I, is basically a coach. I, I I understand that, but LeBron is in year 20. And it's not the same all every all, all everything impact it, it, it used to be on both ends to cover up a lot of bad rosters, what he was like, like like he's done in the past, particularly defensively. It's just not the same, which is a lot to ask for him to do both at, at 20 years in. Yeah. So I think that's the thing. Um, it's tough, man. I, like it's just little things I like, like Thomas Bryant should not be playing without Anthony Davis on the floor just to protect what he can do defensively. You know what I mean? And it's just you like to see Winyan more when the situation arises. Winyan's like he shouldn't be completely out of the rotation. You got to play Westbrook when he's effective. It's just a list of things, but it all lends itself to me to the Lakers not having a, a roster that's good enough. Like this is a lot to deal with for a rookie head coach. And on top of all this, you're expected to win because you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. When in reality, those two are just covering up a lot of holes. You're trying to just survive night to night. And that's kind of where I think the, the issues are coming from. So, yeah, he could be a whole – he could be, you know, better on some things. You guys raised some some great points that I agree with. But at the bottom line is, which is why, though, earlier in the pod, we're talking about what the Lakers need to do to, to, to the roster – and it's about trading guys, right? Coming off picks to get guys who are going to get the ship right. So it's only year one. The other side of that is LeBron's 38. AD's also on a clock. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't I, the more I watch the Lakers, I don't know if Anthony Davis is staying beyond LeBron's tenure. 
Um, um yeah, see, I see <laughs> we were all in agreement on that. So he's a first year coach, but he also has a a timeline that's different than a typical rookie head coach. So like the improvement has to happen, you know, in real time. Like you heard Kings talk about like a lack of patience. It's like because you just the roster just does you just don't have that with LeBron there. So yeah, Maples our, this conversation again goes back to what I said in the summer though. I mean what do, what what do you do? What are you doing as an organization? <laughs> do you want to win or not? Yeah, I, I'm being I'm being serious. Do you want to win or not? If you don't want to win, blow it all up. What are you doing? Like literally, what are you doing? Like okay, once LeBron breaks the the record, what what is there? Like what is there? Just blow it up. Like actually commit to a decision and stop all this weird. Oh, we want to compete, but we don't want to go this far. We don't want to do this, this to get this guy. Like it was, we're gonna hold all the assets we have for a star, right? The star becomes available. Obviously, you know, Brooklyn's mad, they don't want to deal with it, but they're like, if you put all this that you can't afford to give up, <laughs> like like obviously it could go bad. It could it could go bad, but it's like he wants to be there. You know, Kyrie has a lot of monetary reasons to re-up with you and to and to run it back with you, as well as a lot of PR reasons to do that, to play back with LeBron <laughs> and try to get back. It's a lot of reasons why he could have been with you that you could have used in your in your in, in your case to to re-sign him. And it's like it would have cost what guys you probably I don't know how much you really want to resign because like you're not trying to spend that much money anyway. You know what I mean? It's like well, it's the like thing, the, I'll let you go. The thing is. Somebody said that they were better off trading him anyway because they made the same mistake with Reeves' contracts they did with Caruso, but they don't, exactly. they, don't they don't take it into his bird rights. So there's an issue with the amount you're going to be able to give him, which is what what it was with Caruso, and he and he got it, up out of there. Exactly. So I'm just like you know what the situation is with the extensions. You know you need to probably trade them anyway. Right. It's like, bro, like. The star is there. Throw everything in. If Brooklyn still says no, it's like, okay, they they said no to everything we had that was reasonable from our end to entice them. Because I get it. Some people argue that just rushing the two first isn't enough in considering what they got from Dallas. And I can see that argument, okay? But if you throw in Max, throw in Reeves, it's definitely more than what Dallas did. If you throw in the second from Washington, that's not your second. It's definitely more because, you know, Dallas threw in seconds. It's definitely more than what Dallas did. And it's like, now you're making it a real situation for Brooklyn and you get your star that you can actually compete and go to a tie with. If you're not trying to go all in for a star, then what are you doing? Trade, just trade everybody and restart and build the team, whatever image you want to build them in. But don't do this. This 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 thing where it's like you're you're it's ruining it's ruining <laughs> legacy for people, man. It's it's sad. It's sad. It's it's sad. And people are like, oh, that's not my goal, and blah blah, bro. It doesn't matter, bro. Like this is man is about to score the most points of NBA history, bro. Like these are like it, like it's people watching this right now. Like it's just like bewildered, bro. You have that. You have AD and 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 struggling. Feel a team together struggling to find a direction. Like it's not, that's not, that's not, that's not a good look, man. It, it's really not. You have to pick a direction for the franchise and, and commit to it. Like that's just really it. And they they haven't done that. They have not done that. 
And they barely play Max Christie too. So if like, why is that holding you down? <laughs> That's the other ding, ding, ding. That is a great point. Um, lastly, we mentioned this earlier. Another big shake about West Steph Curry Warriors fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, man, let me pull up the champs tweets so I can get the exact. He, I guess, tore some stuff I had never even heard of uh, in the leg. <laughs> Kings did. Lately. Kings Kings works in medicine, so Kings heard of him. But he tore a couple. I, I guess they would hold the tibia together, which was the scary part. Um, partial tears to his superior tibiofibular ligaments and an enterosis membrane, as well as a contusion in the lower left leg. So according to um, a physical therapist who spoke on it, those are the ligaments that connect to the tibia, like stabilize it. But they said it's only a few week, only a, a two to three week injury. So I, my, my guess is we won't see Steph until the All-Star break. Uh, the Warriors at this point, like I said, again, fighting for their playoff lives, like most teams out West. Right now they sit at um, 27 and 26. Eighth right now. Um Portland's at 11th at 10 and a half games back. One game behind the Warriors. It could get real dicey. Here's their schedule the next few weeks. Uh, home against the Thunder at the Trailblazers. Um, big games, big games. Home against the Lakers. Home against the Wizards. A back-to-back at go go to the Clippers. All-star break. And then on the 24th, End of the month, they got Rockets, Timberwolves, and Blazers again. So nothing too hectic. That's just a bunch of teams in the mix. But, again, the degree of difficulty in those games rises without Steph Curry. Warriors have been a mess on the road this year, 7-20, and 20, very inconsistent. Um, if Steph has to miss three weeks, which takes you through the end of this month, um, what, what what do you guys – what's your guys' prognosis on the Warriors? I mean, they will have a month – they have an entire month of March to recover. If he's back in March, where are you guys with the Warriors? Jordan, I'll start with you. What's your prognosis for the Warriors these next few weeks without Steph? How many home games do they have? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. I'm One, two, three, four, five, six home games, and one – one, two, three, four, four road games. I mean, they could still they they'll go six and four. They're gonna beat the Thunder tomorrow. Uh, Lakers toss up. They'll beat the Wizards. They'll definitely beat the Rockets at home. They'll beat the Timberwolves at home. I'm I'm con- Why is the Thunder a gimme? The Thunder are Thunder Thunder. Thunder are playing well, but I'm, I'm promising you guys the Warriors, they're covering four and a half tomorrow. They're winning that game. That's one of my best bets of the day. Okay. And I'm a big Thunder guy. But the, the Warriors have experience, dude. Now it's time for Jordan Poole and, and yeah. Wiggins to step up. Like, they're going to have to play at a higher level. Um, and they can do it. We've seen them do it, right? And and Jordan Poole does seem to step up when – when he's in the starting lineup and guys are down. So I like Jordan Poole in this situation. He's averaging more points this year. He's less efficient, but I expect him to get going a little bit more now. Um, And I think they'll be fine, dude. Six, 
you said 10 games in that span, six at home. They go 500, they'll be okay. They'll be in the mix of things still when Steph gets back. Um, their, their road issues, dude, are definitely a huge issue, and that's with or without Steph going forward. Like, they have to figure that out. Who? Kings, what do you think? What's your prognosis? What did uh what did your boy uh Roger say, Jordan? R E L A X. <laughs> relax, relax, relax. They they're gonna be fine, in my opinion. Uh, this is what they built their roster for to be able to withstand. This is why they signed Pool. Um, I think they'll be able to pull, uh, string together some wins here. Um, I think Jordan asked a great point. How many rogue helm games do they have? <laughs> Six and four. I think that'll be that'll be good enough to get them in the maze. I can see them going five and five, being five hundred for Steph to get back and push to end the seat end the season. They will not be beating the Timberwolves at home, unfortunately. <laughs> so be going five and five in these next ten games. But yeah, you know, I think they'll be fine. Shout out Sonny. He called Steph's injury last night. People try to you know bury him when it first came out. They had a leg injury missing a few weeks, but it confirmed what Sonny said. It was a contusion, pain management. It wouldn't just that he just needs to recover from that, and Curry will be fine. So I think the Warriors can weather the storm. I think they'll be able to go five hundred, and I think when Curry gets back, they'll go on a run. And that's tough because you know it's two Laker games in there, in that stretch. Look, look, look. We'll figure out in the next four days whether their season is done or not. <laughs> He said, Robert Palenka, you are on the clock. Uh... (laughs) I don't know, man. That that team's been pretty bad without Steph this year. I will say this. Clay scores more without him. Um, And Wiseman has taken very tall, tiny steps forward. Kuminga's playable, uh, been a very playable wing for them and a stopper. So if they can put all that together consistently, they can kind of hold the fort down. I'm not too optimistic. I put a little joke tweet out there about the Warriors missing the playoffs. Of course, um, Lightyear's Twitter ate it up, had a ball with it, talking about screenshot, bookmark. So uh, that would be fun to revisit that at a later date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I think it'll be touch and go, man. It, it'll be touch and go. Because if they're, they're not blowing people out with Steph there, if you're why I'm watching these games, everything's touch and go. And, you know, him – being God is a is a huge factor, but guys are gonna have to step up. Well, I'll say I'll say this, Jason. Without Steph Curry, they don't they're they only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven losses, and five of those losses are on the road. Uh so they're not very good on the road, period. Um, but they are they do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins. So I mean they're seven and seven without him, with all, all those losses coming on the road. You know the good thing of the the unvariable that knowing that they probably play other teams that's injured too with the way the season's going. So yep. the the scales will probably be balanced. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, do they with or without Curry, they haven't been good on the road. Like that's just something they gotta figure out by the end of the season because they're going to be playing four games on the road and come playoff time. You know, and they're if they continue doing this, they're not gonna win a playoff series. Man, because they at this point they're probably playing what a, a two or three seed early. Yep. So imagine playing the the new look Mavs with Luca and Kyrie on the road. Damn. 
I will say Ooh. this: though, if they get if the if the Grizzlies are the two or three seed and they got to face them, they they own the Grizzlies, bro. Like they just have a mental, they have something mentally over the Grizzlies. Man, Grizzlies got a lot going on. Hey, man, John, get better people around you. That's all I'm gonna say. Without going into the details, get better people around you, man. That's that's just some shenanigans. Uh, if if that story has any validity to it, man. Everything is math, though. It's all mathing up. It's all adding up. Jordan, what you said has been confirmed by my 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 people. Confirmed it in Please. person. It's been confirmed. That is that is true. What you told us is true. That is a true thing. See, so man, you got to figure it out, dude. <sighs> Make sure you follow Jordan Rules TSP on Twitter. Jordan lats all his gambling stuff. R.I.P. Kings, bro. Myself, JJ Mabel, fifty-five underscore MST. Uh, like, subscribe, rate the pod. Before we get out of here, Jordan, what is your best? Give us a best bet or two going into tomorrow. I got three best bets for tomorrow. We're going Kansas, Texas, over 146 and a half. I love this spot here. Kansas coming off a loss against Iowa State. The Big 12 is the best conference in, in college basketball. Kansas has the best starting lineup in college basketball, in my opinion. They lack depth. But they can actually they can flat out shoot it. Dewan Harris is playing a lot better, so I love this over one forty six and a half here. Uh, we're going to the Big Sky for the next one. Northern Colorado plus one against Weber State. This is Weber State's fourth road game in a row, so a tough spot for them. Northern Colorado has lost nine of their last eleven, uh, but I, I do like this spot for Northern Colorado. And then we're going Warriors minus four and a half at home against the Thunder. Love this spot. I think the market is down on the Warriors here with the Steph injury, which I love to play teams on. So Warriors minus four and a half. Let's lock it up and let's go. All right. Uh, again, we are not responsible for any losses you incur. Again, we like to reiterate that. Hey, I haven't had a said, losing day on here. I've gone Jordan has said several times, do not gamble what you can't afford to lose. Remember that, people. Yep. <laughs> Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, you guys be safe, and we are out of here. Peace out.